Hello, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Greetings, everyone. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope that you have had many margaritas, because you might need them for this episode. Yeah, just grab a few. <laughs> oh, yeah? Is that... What are we getting into? Oh, uh, the, the story's fine. I'm talking about us. Oh, okay. <laughs> what we bring like, to the I, table. I did not prepare specifically in that way. No, we haven't had any margaritas, though we probably should have. Do you think it'll help? No. <laughs> I think oh. it would just make it worse. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. If this is your first time listening to us, what we do here is we take some form of mythology from around the world and uh, we analyze it. Usually we try to pick ones that are a little uh, a little off the beaten path or a little stranger. We try to stay away from Aesop or Disney or any of the ones that make more sense and have clear morals. And we try to make sense of the stranger ones and try to figure out what their morals might be or why we keep telling them or write them down. And then we usually talk about it like it's a movie at the end (laughs) and analyze and figure out our very loose terms yeah yeah it's it's what we tell ourselves that we plan to do whether or not that happens we printed out fake folklorist diplomas from the internet and now we're just pretending (laughs) they're not expensive (laughs) just the cost of ink and paper and your soul (laughs) was not that's all it costs was not made up front that was the tax it comes later less comfortable with this now. (laughs) Too late. So what are we reading on this fine Cinco de Mayo? Uh, We are heading back to Mexico in honor of the holiday. Twice in a row? That seems apropos. No, we have... It's also not twice in a row. (laughs) Just kidding. There's... Yeah, never mind. There's a a hedgehog detour in the middle there. I just edited that one, so it's on my brain. Yeah, we record these... In advance. This isn't live. I'm sorry. Which is why we haven't had margaritas. And which is why you guys have never gotten the number right whenever we've started these. No, this is episode... Don't tell me. Hang on. I just did... I just did... 10, yeah. and Hans the Hedgehog is 11, uh-huh. so this is episode 13. 13. <laughs> Got it in one. Close enough. Something in the teens. Nope, it's 12. <laughs> that was wrong. Did you, really was say, just did you really say 13? Empirically incorrect. No, I didn't really okay, say. Right. I know what episode, I just said it, it's 12, I think. Right, yeah. Just, yep. I wasn't sure, because I know he said 13, but also that he spouts bullshit as a regular yes. activity. This is my default position. <laughs> it's bullshit spouting. I'm Tyler, by the way. And that's what he does. That's my I'm, thing. I'm Gordy. I am the solid rock of wisdom. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm Carmen, and I'm stuck between the solid rock of wisdom and the hard place of bullshit spewing. <laughs> so that's us. <laughs> what are we doing? We are reading The Day It Snowed Tortillas. Uh, the Day It Snowed Tortillas is a, is a Mexican folktale collected by uh, master storyteller Joe Hayes, who is apparently deeply associated with this story. Um, In what way? Well, it's according to his introduction to his collection of folktales from Mexico. This is his signature story. Uh, people associate him with this more than any other, and it's the one he's developed that most that is most borrowed by other storytellers. The entirety of this story is printed at the end of his emails. 
is what you're saying. It's his email signature. Okay. When you when you said the title, I thought it had that that Joe whatever whatever his name is. Joe Hayes. Yeah, that, that, that Joe Hayes panache. Yeah, that Joe Hayes style about it. He first heard the story from a girl from Mexico who was in the fourth grade. And, uh, so this is Axe Cop. Basically. It was originally the day it rained Ibunelos. I don't, I never, t- I took French and Latin, not Spanish, so. Nope, I don't know that word. <laughs> All that. Well, because of precisely this, most of his listeners wouldn't be familiar with it, and so he decided to change it to tortillas for the uh, English mm-hmm. In his localization. Yeah. I know what a tortilla is. I do, too. Maybe. I'm familiar. I've eaten some. That's three of three. Good job, Joe Hayes. You were right. Uh, he's run across the story from any other Latin American sources, always with the word we can't pronounce, but the the role of the spouses, which one is clever and which one is foolish and talkative, changes frequently. Um, is this just a preference thing? I guess so, from the storyteller. And there's a similar tale to this told in many countries all around the world, especially in Russia and Eastern Europe, uh, which is also the origin of the East of the Sun, West of the Moon story, which is similar to the Greenish Bird. So for whatever reason, those regions... Russia and Mexico. ...have a lot going on in common. I don't don't know. Is it because... You're saying that Russia is the Mexico of Europe. I can't think of it. Or Mexico is the Russia Hmm. of North America. I can't think of a single sentence that Is describes it? both of those places. Yeah, they're kind of opposite climates. And... Are the people in Mexico incredibly disaffected? I don't know, I've never been. Do the people of Mexico really like Tetris? Do the people of Russia? Yeah, that's where it came from. Is it? Yeah. Oh. They love it. Okay. And I'm being serious. Okay. I know it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Is that how they... I need a cheat sheet. <laughs> Need to I guess, make I guess up a hand makes, gesture for when my statements are factual. Sense. <laughs> this is my truth telling. Like they, they assembled their like like their communist block buildings together. Exactly in uniformity. <laughs> but as soon as they finished, they would just crumble to the ground. <laughs> anyway, That's how physics works. Well, this. <laughs> This has an Arne Thompson type. It's a 1381, which is the talkative wife and discovered treasure. Though in a Joe Hayes version of this, it's the talkative husband. So you made me look that up and it was on your sheet? No, I wrote it down <coughs> when you looked it up. Oh, okay. It's going to be mad if you just made me look it up for nothing. <laughs> no, I'll do that later with other stuff. All right. Cool, we ready? Um, I, I guess. So. I'm ready to hear some dude chat. About a discovered treasure. Yeah, pour yourself another margarita and bite into a burrito, I guess. Whatever you're into. Nachos, I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're really, really white. <laughs> yippee Kaye. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Master Storyteller Joe Hayes, we're going to mangle this up. <laughs> Does it have a lot of Spanish words that we won't know how to pronounce? Uh, no, actually. He's just a really good storyteller, and we <laughs> tend to tell these in a much more casual fashion, so sorry, Mr. Why Hayes. Why is that less good? I think we're going to knock this out of the ballpark. Well, I appreciate your confidence. The day it snowed tortillas. Once there was a, a woman who was married to a woodcutter who was real good at, at woodcutting. Chop down a tree and split into firewood and take it to the village and sell it in no time at all. He made a lot of money doing this, because when you're a fast woodcutter, people pay you well. That's his motto. Uh, He did have a major flaw, though. He was not very educated. Also, kind of dumb. Didn't know how to read or write, and 
just not naturally bright in addition to that. I mean, as long so as So he was he's... neither book nor street smart. Right, there's zero smarts. But he's a real good woodcutter. He's got that down. He is a woodcutting savant. <laughs> you might he, say. He put literally everything into strength and dex. <laughs> no all, in, no wisdom. All his ability points just got dumped right there. None of the mental stats. Yeah. So as a result of this this lack of wisdom, he was always doing unspecified foolish things. Luckily, he married a very clever woman, and she could typically get him out of any foolishness that he got into. So one day, he was far off in the mountains cutting, cutting trees down for firewood, and when he was headed back home... He saw three leather bags on the side of the trail. He goes and investigates, and all three of them are just chock full of gold. Oh. They like, like messenger bags? Leather Duffel bags. Duffel bags? Sacks. Knapsacks? The sacks with dollar signs painted on the side of them. But made of leather. Yeah, so they're fancy. fancy cartoon. Cartoon bags. Right, exactly. Okay. It's exactly how it's described in here word for word. <laughs> See? Master storytelling. <laughs> Making it better already. So he grabs all three bags and takes them home and shows them to his wife. She's like, phew. All right. <laughs> you got gold, son. Yeah, but don't tell anyone you found it. It's probably some, some robbers hid it in the mountains, and if they find out that we have it, they'll kill us to get it back again. <laughs> we'll be way dead. Super makes, That makes sense. If yeah. anything, like any of the westerns I've seen hold true. But as soon as this leaves her mouth, she's like, oh, crap. My husband can't keep a secret. Uh... <laughs> The information's already out there. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so she came up with a plan to... He already tweeted it. <laughs> it's on Foursquare. And, <laughs> and he made, posted pictures on Tumblr and hashtagged them all so they're easily found. I like to think he just came back and took a selfie <laughs> with his bags of money, threw it on Instagram. Free gold. and <laughs> Hashtag free gold. Hashtag, hashtag don't tell. Hashtag hope the robbers don't find me. <laughs> hashtag ball and chain. Hashtag, hashtag here's my address. Hashtag get money, get paid. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag 212 Morningwood Lane, Mexico. I like, <laughs> I like the hashtag here's my address. <laughs> like not, not numbers, not the actual address. You, you lead into that with a hashtag that is hashtag here's my address. <laughs> hashtag computer what is my address. Hashtag insert address please. Hashtag computer why won't you do what I want. <laughs> hashtag computer nearest, nearest restaurant. <laughs> that is the way you communicate with the AI programs that apparently exist in this world. Yes, along with leather sacks with dollar bill signs painted on them. Or, or peso signs. If the computers are looking for this gold, he is effed up. Yes. In a big way. Or if the government is looking for the gold through the computers. Whoa. Big brother. <laughs> <laughs> the future. Or the present. Dun dun dun. Social commentary. Controversy. <laughs> Hashtag controversy. So to mitigate the problem of her husband never being able to keep the secret, she sends him out to buy some flour. 100 pounds of flour. So her solution, I'm doubting this woman's intelligence. Because her her solution for contain the information is to send him out alone to interact with other people. That's also... Like, to interact with other people would, in a commercial capacity. Yeah, like she sends him out to what I assume is like a crowded public commercial space where he will have contact with a whole bunch of people and we'll have to do transactions yeah he's gonna have to talk to them he about money he can't just <laughs> it's the natural segue <laughs> how much do i owe you oh that'll be that'll be uh 1350 that's fine all... i have three bags of gold 
I found it today in the woods. I hope the robbers don't find it. It's at my house. Also, this sounds like the problem solving of a four year old. Like, bring me flour. Bring me 100 flour. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that to, to get him to shut up, she sent him into a lake with the cement shoes and a rag over his mouth. <laughs> That would make this, more sense. This isn't an Italian fairy tale. Or just, uh, yeah. she's, mafia going on. just she sent him into the basement to yeah. do whatever. She and then hit him, life. hit him over the head with three bags of gold. <laughs> and then goes and left and moved somewhere else. And, and finds then, a much more intelligent man to marry. Yeah. <laughs> but then his ghost came back for vengeance. <laughs> I think this is a better fairy tale than the one I'm about to Master read. storytellers. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm saying it okay. right now. So we've, we've sketched Sit down, out. Joe Hayes. He's a ghost now. <laughs> we'll yeah. show you a thing or two. Yeah, you just you just chill. You put your <laughs> stop waving your fancy degrees around. <laughs> you you can clock us at time to ghost and time to murder a we, lot quicker than you can, Joe Hayes. We've got ghosts, robots. <laughs> we insert conflict a lot quicker than so-called master storyteller Joey. It just escalated this. I hope he has a Twitter account. <laughs> the government is cracking down on this guy. And then he gets mad at us. Is he, wait, is he like a contemporary? I believe so, yes. Oh. Well, we need oh, to I start thought... beef then. <laughs> start start <laughs> a beef. Start Twitter beef. <laughs> we just create and this, then dumb put it in this, this dumb pointless war against the, Joey. Yeah. The turf war. The greater adaptation of the day it rained tortillas. Yep. We take our 160 fans, like, go <laughs> attack Joe Hayes in his <laughs> fortress of. I feel like folklore. I feel like this is going to turn like somehow into like Fast and Furious Nine <laughs> at the time we're <laughs> Well, let's see. Oh, that's what our lives turn into—a folklore version of Fast and oh, Furious. I'm not going to complain. I am, I am now imagining Vin Diesel as this woodcutter. Uh, all right. Well, we haven't cast him yet, so. So she sends him off to buy a hundred pounds of flour, which I'm sure causes commentary also. And Can he carry that? He chops wood a lot, so I guess he's strong enough to carry a hundred pounds. That's going to cause suspicion. Where did they get the money for a hundred pounds of flour? They must have had a windfall. <laughs> this is a bad plan, but this th- is... so he, he buys this flour? And he, he goes off to the village grumbling because he's tired from cutting all the wood and you know, she's sending him out on this dumb errand. But he brings home the the big sack of a hundred pounds of flour and uh, his wife says, Ah, oh, thanks. You've been working pretty hard. Go take a nap. And he likes the sound of this. So <laughs> he goes and falls asleep and while he's asleep, his wife is making tortillas downstairs and she just makes a keeps making them until the stack goes clear up to the ceiling. And when she's finally finished making tortillas, she goes outside and throws them all over the ground. Okay. I am not following this woman's plan. It's because you're, you're obviously not as clever as she is. Evidently. Or as so-called master storyteller. All right, I'll tell, I'll give him that one. John. Joe. John. <laughs> Joe Hayes? Something. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, don't even, Joe. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> even, even seconds after I give it to you. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright, if we're keeping a tally, I'd say that we're at one point each. Us, us versus yeah, cause John we, Hughes? We... we <laughs> <laughs> Who is, in fact, a pretty master storyteller. <laughs> We injected the three gold bag murder ghost 
And Joe Hayes has crafted this intriguing plot surrounding tortillas on the ground. So He's a master. We're at 1-1. His serve. <laughs> see what... See how these tortillas pay off. The, the man was so tired from his woodcutting and his gold-finding <laughs> adventures his of the flower day. flower hauling. Yeah, uh, that he doesn't wake up until the next morning. And he looks outside and sees the ground absolutely covered in tortillas. And uh, I, I'm imagining shakes his wife away. He's like, what the shit? What the shit are all these tortillas doing? <laughs> There's so much weird uh, stuff happening to us lately. <laughs> that is a fair question. I'm guessing he's... He's not smart enough to put together lots lots of flour equals potentially a lot of tortillas. Honey, honey, there's there's tortillas all over the place and somebody stole all our flour. <laughs> so so smart. I just bought it. I lost I, it all the way here. I just bought that flour, man. Gold safe though. Don't know why they would take the flour yeah. out of the gold. <laughs> totally avoided the gold. There are flour thieves on the loose. The old the old flower banditos <laughs> up so, in the hills of Mexico. So, what the shit is this? He asks his wife, and his, his wife says in what I imagine would be a very pandering voice, Oh my goodness, it must have snowed tortillas last night. Mm, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and he said, Snowed tortillas? I've never heard of anything like that. She says, You're real dumb if you've never heard of snowing tortillas. <laughs> You better go to school and learn something. <laughs> go get go get yourself schooled. So she shoves him into his Sunday best suit. What? Yeah, she makes him get dressed in his nicest Sunday suit. Okay. And packs him a lunch to go. Okay. And sends him off to school. What school? <laughs> what learning. school is accepting Readiness? savant adult woodcutters? Learning as school. Students. Kindergarten? Is well, this Billy Madison? They accept adult woodcutters. <laughs> Not only do they accept him, but because he doesn't know how to read or write. They make him king. <laughs> <laughs> they make him emperor of the school. <laughs> 2 1. Take that, John Cusack. <laughs> 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 Pulling ahead. <laughs> I was honestly a little worried because the storm was so short, and now that it's a rival between us and a real folk horse who doesn't know anything about us, yeah. <laughs> or that we exist, even. <laughs> This is turning into a, like a very Mighty Ducks esque narrative. <laughs> Definitely. Because oh, the man doesn't know how to read or write, they shove him with the youngest kids. So yeah, he is basically it's in like kindergarten. toddlers. Yeah. Does he bring his axe? <laughs> I hope so. so. I'm I'm imagining Vin Diesel with like a giant axe crammed into one of those like little tiny toddler desks. Much like real school, I'm just waiting for the part where they get to lunch and recess. <laughs> the teacher kept asking questions to the class and all the kids knew the answers and were real happy to raise their hands. But the woodcutter didn't know anything the teacher was asking about. Um, so he got There was no wood questions. Yeah, nothing about no questions about splitting wood. Yeah, and no practical exams involving an axe and also a tree. <laughs> there was no phys ed. No. Uh, so he got really embarrassed. Uh, this is like the extreme version of are you smarter than a fifth grader? 
And the answer is no. <laughs> a very definitive no. So. Are you smarter than a five-year-old? <laughs> in the middle of this, he just jumps up and stomps away um, from the school, goes home, and grabs his axe. So no, he did not bring oh. it to the school. Uh, is it like a security blanket for him? Yeah. Like, I know this. <laughs> I know you inside and out, axe. You understand me. You this never is... ask me math. This is a little bit axe cop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was actually going to come to be, but a little bit. And uh, after he grabs his axe, he announces to his wife, I've had enough education. They learned me good. I'm done. And instead of murdering her with the axe, <laughs> as we would write, mm-hmm. he just goes off to, sh- to chop some firewood. Is this guy Goku? Pro- yeah, actually. And I'm upset that I am... That you know enough to yeah. answer in a positive or negative. <laughs> yep. You guys are a poison. Yep. Continue. I'm a very Goku-like character. So, about about a week passes by, and then just as the wife predicted, three robbers show up to the house. What? She, Despite, she saw this coming. Yes, but he did not spread this information around, presumably. Well, they think otherwise, because they shout, Where's the gold your husband found? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did at recess. <laughs> he was just telling all the kids. Hey kids. Hey you guys kids. think you're so smart. I found what, one, two. <laughs> I found this many gold bags. Don't tell robbers, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell robbers. I'm going home. I'm going to go chop some wood. This is where I live. Hey, idiots. You might know what geometry is, but I have a gold. And then another gold, and then another gold. Don't tell robbers. And then he shoves them into the sandbox and leaves crying. He leaves crying? (laughs) I don't know how many four and two is. Ah. So the woman acts very innocent at this demand. I don't know anything about gold. Look at me, I'm the wife to a dumb woodcutter. (laughs) How much could I know? Right. How many tortillas are still on the ground? <laughs> they never they never specify cleaning them up, so, so we wait. can just presume that they've they're Was still that there. Relevant? Oh no. Yeah. Is it going to be relevant? Because so it's, far it's, she just said, Look, it snowed tortillas. Why don't you go to school? They'll tell you all about it. And then they didn't even talk about it at school. They, they never they don't he didn't make it to weather class. They didn't have to draw a picture of the tortilla. Cycle. Weather cycle. They just kept talking about Santa Ana. <laughs> I guess. I don't know when this was written, but it might have been before Santa Ana's time. I think it was also before internet and computers, but that didn't stop us from those anachronisms. <laughs> we have very specific anachronisms we're so, allowed to say, gotcha. and other ones are off limits. Santa Ana's off limits. He's not the villain in this story. Gotcha. It was Juan Ponce de Leon. <laughs> Uh, so the robbers tell her that, that her husband's been spreading around the village and he found three bags of gold and that obviously they they belong to the robbers because that's how ownership works when you're a robber. Robbers only own gold. Did they put their flag on it? Like, they robbed it fair and square. So. Did they put their flag on it? Apparently not. That's <laughs> what you learn in lawyer school. Is it? Yeah. The, the fancy lawyer school you went to for a day? Possession is nine-tenths of the law <laughs> and flags... Are ten tenths of possession. <laughs> so the robbers demand that their hard-earned, robbed gold is returned to them, to whom it rightfully belongs. <laughs> sure. There's, there's no question of the paradox of robbers 
being real pissed off that they got robbed. Being uppity about yeah. losing their stuff. Like, this is our property. You don't take other people's property There's that no... they took from other people. Like, we're the end goal of, of robbery. There's no moment of introspective clarity for them. No, no, it's it's theirs. Where they realize the wrongdoing they've done all their lives. Good job, Joe Hayes. Yeah. You Character had, development, you had not your thing. You an opportunity for, for a moment here. Do we, um... The scoreboard change for that? I don't think so. I'm just putting them on notice. For flat characters. Okay. That's fair. So she's like, did, did my husband say that? Oh, that old silly. He says all the strangest things. I don't know anything about this gold. And the robbers say, well, we'll find out. We'll just wait here till he gets home. And they hang around the house all day. Sharpening their knives and cleaning their pistols. And, and sneering. Yeah, leering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While she does the housework and like... And twirling their mustache. Practicing menacing gestures. <laughs> As she She, she throws the, the chamber pot out yeah. and whatever. And they're just rubbing their hands together. <laughs> <laughs> she brings them some iced tea. <laughs> Do they have badges? Robber badges? Never mind. What? Never mind. So there's a line. So... In the evening, the woodcutter. You guys seriously not heard that? No. no, we don't need no stinking badges. Oh, that. Well, we're not gonna pull that from. From? Do they have badges? That's not gonna be badges. Robbers. Mexico. <laughs> Westerns. What is this? Your brain librarian and our brain librarians are not the same librarians. Listen, they just got to Pewter City and they only have a Charmander. They don't have their badge yet. Okay, fair enough. That'd be a much weirder. Is Pokemon a Western? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Is it? Maybe. Investigate that. Um, oh, this is more of a hunch than something this I can... Is, this is more of a hunch, Gordy says. <laughs> than something I can pull out right now, but... <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes I really do feel trapped in the middle of you, too. Does it have... I don't know. Hold on, because I have a link. Okay, what's your link? Trainer carries how many Pokeballs with him? Six. This is a six-shooter. No. Well, sure, that works. Duels. But how many people are there in that party, then, that ride into town? I guess seven. There are seven. Okay, I gotcha. It's the Magnificent. So every time a trainer with a full stack enters town, it's like the Magnificent Seven <laughs> yep. riding in. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> it's, it's... I, I was thinking more like, you like these people roaming around in the wilderness challenging each other to duels. <laughs> to duels for money. Yeah. <laughs> like that's and then like Team Rocket, they're kinda like banditos. There's there's some elements of Western in Pokemon. Yeah, sure. You kinda have to splice that into the Ramble cast. Because okay. that's one hundred percent not at all related to what we're talking about. Uh how did we get onto that though? I feel like that was was that relevant? We're no. talking about Westerns already. <laughs> Yeah, not any relevant to the story now. But I was talking about this. Relevant <laughs> to what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> if you want to talk about something, you just have to go for it. You can't wait for the opportunity. If we left this up to you, the whole podcast would just be Dragon Ball Z and occasionally Chinese food. Anyway, what were we... Okay, so the robbers are there. So in the evening, after a long day of sharpening and sneering, they see the, the woodcutter coming home. And they shout at him, where's the gold you found? And the man just scratches his head. It's like, the gold? Uh, my wife hid it somewhere. And they immediately oh, kill her. So he just threw her under the bus. Yep. See, I think this is where a, um, 
this is where a more skillful storyteller would have him put his innate skill to use and just like slice them up in a really <laughs> cool action sequence. Well, but they would build the tension first too. Yeah, with the, like the, he the like he comes <laughs> in like he comes in from the rain and they're all sitting there like with their guns and their knives and his wife is like going about her business in obvious nervousness. She, she sees him in the doorway and she just says, "Swing away." <laughs> Swing away, Johnny. Uh, don't, don't, don't start that way. He comes home in the rain, like you yeah. said. She's doing her best to act normal, but she's giving him the side glances out of her eyes, trying to communicate to him. Robbers. He's, he's robbers. oblivious. These are bad guys. He's oblivious. The robbers pose the question, and he's like, oh, and she hit it. They turn on her. Her life is in danger now. She's trying to clever her way out of this, but the robbers are very single-minded. They... Like tie her up, they're threatening her life, and, and the love for his wife finally breaks through the thick cloud of idiocy that Hold surrounds on. this woodcutter. Was he just standing there the whole time? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. like, why well, is he just watching? Un- until this moment of redemption? Yeah, did, did well, they, basically they, that's what he's doing they in must this have, story. They must, like, pin him down, or at least keep a gun on him. He's being completely honest with them. He's not even fighting it. Because the next thing I know, he says... I know, but I'm saying is, in, in our better version, well, if like, they've got a gun pointed at him, and he, like, gets a hold of his axe, and he knocks it away, and then, he like... He chops the he, bullet in half. Yeah. Oh. Like, they shoot, and he <laughs> but, raises it, but first, and it splits. <laughs> but first, he has to overcome his major character defect, which is blinding idiocy. <laughs> okay. So, like, the love for his wife breaks through. He gets shot in the head. The shroud. And and the bullet or, knocks or loose uh, some sense. Or he gets pistol whipped. Yeah, he gets pistol whipped. And it has the exact opposite effect of what that would do to you. And in, <laughs> in, the, in the film adaptation of this, a bunch of gooeys of just, like, equations start popping up all over the screen. He has <laughs> math equations. He has his... <laughs> I understand school now. Yeah. He has his dream sequence. The the world flashes before his eyes. He just sees all geography at once. <laughs> Becomes a super genius, and he calculates the parabola and like the spin and the torque of how he would have to throw the axe to arc it through yeah, like all he of sees them at the once. Projected like trajectory of the axe as he whips it and like ricochets it into and somebody's then, head. I think that's like three points says, in our favor now. Absolutely, and then we're running away with it right now. He says that famous line from "Get chopped" from <laughs> from Matthew Blackheart Monster Smasher, which is "You may be fast, but I know geometry." <laughs> Slow motion, V for Vendetta, Wachowski style, bullet time, axe curve, brilliant. Sorry, Joe Hayes. Credits. This Credits. One, this one goes to us. Um, it's just a, it's just a hard cut. <laughs> that moment. So, like they they meet eyes. He black. and his wife they lock eyes right after that, and that's all you need to know how this ends up. And then title card. Yes. And triumphant triumphant music. But the title we we keep is the day it's not Tortillas. <laughs> yeah. Despite so far that being totally irrelevant to right. the story. But I suppose there's time for for old whoever this guy is. <laughs> Which J celebrity John, name are you calling? Joan Hughesley. John to, Hedder. John Hedder. <laughs> to pull it out. Well, in the Joe Hayes version, instead of cool bullet time axes and, and murder o'clock, uh, 
He says, oh, my wife hid it somewhere. And then he says, hey, wife, what did you do with the gold? He just does not comprehend the danger of the situation of being surrounded by robbers who've been sharpening their knives for like ten hours now. So these are as sharp as these knives can get. This guy is a total Mexican Goku. (laughs) And she she says, I don't know what you're talking about. And and I think if it were me, I would be saying that through my teeth, because what an idiot. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what gold? We I are poor woodcutter people. About the gold. Never even seen it. And he said, sure you do. Don't you remember? It was the day it snowed, the day before it snowed tortillas. I came home with three bags of gold, and then the next morning you made me go to school. And it sucked, and I cried, and the kids. <laughs> Me up None of the gone. kids liked me. Timmy gave me a wet willy and stole my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> <laughs> so I hunted I him down. It. With I came home and I got my axe. And you, and you only gave me tortillas for lunch. There wasn't even anything in them. <laughs> just it was wet, just dirt tortillas, like, soggy old stale tortillas in a off bag. Off the ground that <laughs> you picked up off the dirt. I watched you do it. <laughs> I, I, I wanted a. I wanted a go You go-gurt. just slapped them together <laughs> into a bag. I didn't get a go All cool kids had go and I just had a tortilla. go and Lunchables. <laughs> Listen, Preston had cheese sticks. He had a go He had animal crackers. He, it was out of control. And, and Jose Timmy... I didn't have anything to trade with. Ho- Jose Timmy had, like, jello pudding and a loving note from his mother... And nobody wanted ground tortillas, <laughs> even if they were freshly rained. It was the worst day of my life, the day it snowed tortillas. So the robbers listen to this, and they look at each other with crocked eyebrows, and they're like, this poor man is an idiot. And they, and they walk away, assuming that the woodcutter was just a crazy man. And they walk away, fearing to catch his stupid. <laughs> or they breathe it in. So they, they just assume he's a crazy man, and everything he's saying is nonsense, including finding three bags of gold that they've been missing. Like, they have evidence that the gold exists and has been found. There was probably a trail leading to his house. <laughs> he's just writing in the dirt behind him, I found three bags of gold, I live this way. It's my lucky day, three bags of gold, my house address well, is... I assume that he's illiterate, so he just... Oh. Where he found the bag of gold, he just drew a <laughs> stick figure facsimile of himself and his house and his wife. And, and they're cheering about having gold now. He, it's like he a writes couple a little book. trees and a dotted line yeah. and an X scratched and they, in they there. use that to track him down. He writes in Charlie's hieroglyphs. Exactly. Charlie's hieroglyphs? From Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, okay. that's was, how, it, and that's in the dirt. I was going to Flowers for Algernon for some reason. <laughs> and he's dropped occasional pieces of gold on his way, so it's like a breadcrumb trail. I bet this story would work really well mashed up with Flowers for Algernon. Probably. So they they leave and they never come back again, and then I guess just sit in confusion about where their three bags of gold went, because <laughs> no one else is claiming them. <laughs> but the only person who did... Thinks that it's no tortillas. Yes. I'm going to assume that the sheriff caught them and sentenced them to death. Uh, that's because that's your master story. Joe Hayes come up and for the robbers. Wrap a neat little bow around everything. Right. I mean, it's a pretty heavy assumption that because some of what he says is not reality, that all of what he <laughs> says is not reality. <laughs> Especially given that they had evidence to the contrary. 
think that's Remember what... that time I ate breakfast and also that uh, hedgehogs rained from the sky? And they're like, oh, that man never ate breakfast because <laughs> if he's talking about hedgehogs. This man's never seen a waffle. He's <laughs> <laughs> never seen the inside of an IHOP in his life. So the, the woodcutter and his wife got to keep the gold. Bully for them. Yep. <laughs> they, they, never could, they never could find out who the gold really belonged to. So it's not like they stole it. They just didn't put a lot of effort into finding its original owner. <laughs> could have been those robbers. Could be someone else. So they just had to keep it for themselves. And that's the end of Joe Hayes' version of this story. I've got questions for Joe Hayes. All right. He's a master. Are you sure well, you want to question the master? Yeah, that's what... That is what we are here on this earth to do. <laughs> Question masters. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. Joe what? Hayes, if that is your real name. <laughs> I've heard Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, yeah, I've heard. I've heard some others floating around. <laughs> Other names. Yeah. Joe Pesci for this for this character, <clears throat> um, he's got some splaining to do. He he may have some ali alias aliases alii alii. Is that is it alii or aliases? Uh-huh. Aliens. Ali. Ooh, that was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Should watch Alien. And written and directed by Joe Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> Master storyteller. <laughs> uh, we need to start a podcast bingo with. <laughs> Aliens and Dragon Ball Z, which could probably just be the free space in the middle. <laughs> you just get that one for free. And like, did we talk four about Four Star Ball. And the battle against the welcome. And, yeah. You know, butts, all the things uh, we talk about. Did we, did we say welcome? Did we talk about Dragon Ball? We've talked about Dragon Ball, yes. We did not say welcome this time. We, I don't think so, no. no. I was listening for greetings. it. Anyway. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> So what are these questions that you have? Should I, you want to just enumerate a list? How do you want to do this? Because there's a few. Uh, let's start with, with the most pressing. Why tortillas? Well, originally it was not tortillas. It was a word we don't... Joe Hayes, why tortillas? You can act as Joe Hayes if you so choose. <laughs> if you feel that you if you I, are representative if I, if I can of imp- this man. If I can impersonate a master, tell- master storyteller, professional folklorist... That I've never met nor seen nor heard speak before. Of the three of us, I would call you the master tor- storytellerist. Oh, thank you. Storytellerist. Right. That every story. Let me told. get into the testosterone zone. Please do. <laughs> that sounds like a good name for a really upsetting indoor theme park <laughs> or an episode title. <laughs> the testosterone zone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking. Did you ever go to one of those? Did you ever go to one of those indoor playgrounds when you were a kid? Like Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Kind of, but like, but bigger. A big Al- Chuck E. Cheese. Like, Al- like, Chuck e. Cheese. like Alpha Zone. No. Yes. Yeah, I know okay. what you're talking about. I was thinking that Testoster Zone would be like that, except it would just be like a woman would run through this gauntlet and just get harassed the entire way for some reason, and it sounded oh, really just, upsetting. So you just mean life. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, I live in the testosterone. I mean, zone. like, just go into the gas station to do what you need to do. Boy, that Sam, sounds like a fun amusement park, Sam, Gordy. I was, I was it thinking, doesn't. That's my point. It sounds like a really bad one. I was thinking one where there was, like, weightlifting and protein shakes and, like, porn areas. <laughs> and all the porn pit, areas. A ball pit with really big balls in it. Yeah. Most of them blue. Like, Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're, we're ranging beyond PG subjects. Joe Hayes, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a séance with Joe Hayes right now. <laughs> who may or may not be alive. I didn't look this up. Doesn't matter. Hopefully, has a Twitter account. You, who, who's Joe Hayes? I don't care. That's... Somebody. <laughs> Why tortillas? Somebody. Well, I, I had to retell this for an American audience, and as evidenced by your lackluster podcast, um, you non-masters, uh, the Americans can't even pronounce foreign food names. Whether or not we can pronounce it is irrelevant, sir, because we're reading this story. I don't need to know how to say it. Okay. I can look it up afterwards. If it is more contextually sound than tortillas... I can't... Answer that because honestly, I never looked into it. I just, Is Joe Hayes Obama? <laughs> I, just, I, just heard, I just heard this word I didn't recognize. Like, I'm just gonna make that tortillas. You spoony bard. <laughs> um, but. You know, what else is the wife of a, of a woodcutter going to make in bulk in, in one afternoon? Why did she do it at all? She had to prove that her husband is a raging lunatic to the robbers she predicted would come. There are there are other ways to do that. But are there other ways to do it so neatly? It's such a short space. Yeah, time. we came up with one. <laughs> it's called Sweet Axe Battle in their rustic cabin setting. How is the wife to know that the love for her will break through the idiocy that surrounds him? Because he put Apparently her... she knew that three robbers were coming. Well, Maybe that's, she has clairvoyant that's a, powers. That's a reasonable assumption for her to make after three bags of gold are found and brought home by her idiot lumbering husband, who probably left a trail behind him. Maybe she can tell and, the future. And can't keep a secret. She knows. This whole plan was laid out because she knows that her husband can't keep a secret. It was to mitigate the not secret keeping that she knew he was going to do. So she knew word would get out, and then it would get to the robbers, and then they would come and knock him. I think she works for the Future Crimes Division. <laughs> and and the three bags of stolen gold ball came rolling down into the tank. You you would you would think that, but you're not a master storyteller like me, Joe Hayes. The scoreboard says otherwise. Anyway, second question, which sort of branches off of that one: Why robbers? Why weren't they just guys who had gold that was stolen from them? Who else is going to just leave three bags of gold on a trail in the mountains? Robbers live in mountains. Ordinary gold people don't live in mountains. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't leave their gold either. Well, these these robbers were quickly diverted by this tortilla thing, so they're not they're not that much smarter than the the woodcutter, are they? How'd they get the gold? They robbed it. They're robbers. That's their job. That's their whole title. And so they know robbing, but bank, nothing else. Bankers bank and robbers rob. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> so it makes this big blue orb go round. <laughs> makes the world keep on turning. So you're saying 
Hi, Joe Hayes, I'm saying. You, Joe Hayes, are saying that the difference between this woodcutter and these three robbers is that when he was a kid, he didn't take somebody's lunch one day. It's the only thing that separates them morally and so professionally. It's, so it's just a turn of fate. Yeah. Right. Well, see, are you, you did su- the equivalent of like when you find a, a nickel on the ground and you pick it up, except it's three bags of gold, <laughs> where, whereas the robbers did it's a the bit of... Where you punch someone in the stomach and take their nickel. so And their whole wallet. Because <laughs> you just mugged them because you're a robber. Right, he just found it. He just got he just got lucky. Oh, I see. And then threw his wife under the bus immediately. Because he's not very bright. He did do that. This was a survival tactic on her part. What was she doing while he was at school? Wife stuff. What else would she be doing? Was she preparing for this robber invasion in she, any way? She had already prepared by making... <laughs> by sending him to school. Right. She had and making a bunch of she's, floor tortillas. She's an efficient woman. She had floor tortillas followed by send him to school. She gets him out of her hair. She protects herself in the future when he inevitably <laughs> blabs about these gold bags. You, Joe Hayes, are just saying this woman needed a day off. She did. She just she, needed a break from the old ball and chain. She's married to an idiot. Does she's, she love this she, man? She does. She loves him dearly. It, I I wrote, <laughs> I wrote in my master story here that that he was he made a good living, but he wasn't well educated, and he always did foolish things. But his wife would get him out of the trouble he was getting himself into. She loved. She could have left him a long time ago, or let him stay in trouble. And probably die from it. But being a clairvoyant, she knew that three bags of gold were headed her way, so she waited it out. You're assuming clairvoyance. You're you're adding in non-canonical <laughs> realities here. So Just made it better, revamped it. It's called improving. You can't. It's com- called clarifying. You can't improve Reboot. upon a master <laughs> work. Got rebooted. This is this is my. My story. This is the one my name, Joe Hayes, is associated with. It's my masterpiece of other people's stories that I wrote and took credit for. So, because when you're a folklorist, you can do that, and it's all kosher. It's all hunky dory. Yeah, you just listen to other people. You write down their stories, and you become famous for it. Um, and that's cool. It's not plagiarism. It's it's totally cool. it's anthropology. Yeah. But I am the the master, and this is my masterpiece. You can't. Yeah, you keep saying that, Joe Hayes. Can't improve upon it. I. It says here by master storyteller Joe Hayes. Yeah, but you wrote that, Joe Hayes. No, I wrote the story. Someone else. Someone else. Someone else wrote the byline separately. Yes. (laughs) Is that to make sure that everything's on the up and up? When a master storyteller writes is a this, story, is this the, they're not allowed to write their byline. Somebody the, else has to witness it. The folklore it gets, it gets jury. It's, it's, this is the folklorist machine self-policing itself to avoid Senate investigation. Exactly. A notary public has to write their byline for them. We have a sense of honor. Every every form of media has had a Senate investigation after it comes out, except for folklore. Yeah. We just. We want to cut it off at the pass. We always have three witnesses just to cover all our bases. Start naming names, Joe Hayes. <laughs> See if we can cut you a deal. <laughs> Gordon, did we... you have any questions for Master Storyteller Joe Hayes? I, I, um, 
<laughs> I, I will defend my work. A lot of my questions went out the window during, <laughs> during the course of this interview. Um, <laughs> I will defend... I am a master. Gordy, this is our Frost Nixon and you're blowing it. Um, Did the schoolmaster ever call home about his extended absence <laughs> afterwards? She sent home a failing report card and the wife just sighed quietly and continued <laughs> cooking. Did he ever go back to school? Uh, he did once but was promptly given a swirly and so he left again. <laughs> what, um, he remembered what it was like. What did they do? Not that I have any personal experience with No, no, certainly school. not, Joe Hayes. What did you they were a king do with men. all that money? They kept it to themselves, is what I said in the story. It's just theirs now. What did they do with all that but, junk? <laughs> all that junk that may or may not have been kept inside, inside of a trunk some kind of chest. a box-like storage device. <laughs> well, Joe Hayes, what say you? What became of it? They bought a lot of insurance. For what? Tortilla insurance. Against, against her husband. <laughs> against the foolishness. Who sells foolish insurance? Accidental... Well, they got homeowner's insurance and life insurance and every other kind of insurance <laughs> that they could muster. <laughs> and then his clever wife put the gold into a bank where it could accrue interest and create a legacy for their future children. Their dumb, dumb future children. <laughs> They're not going to be able to support themselves unless they happen to be strong enough to chop Well, wood. they'll be half clever, I it's guess. true. They'll be half clever and half strong. Well. And that's how the human race dies out. One of them will be... I think if, that's if have, how that's how have, the time machine happens. If they have four Is children, this a prequel to the time machine? To the time machine. <laughs> is this where H.G. Wells got his inspiration? Absolutely it is. So, the, the, the forerunners to the, um... What are they called? I forget. I know in Futurama's parody they're called the Dumblocks and something else, but the, yeah, like the smart, the smart race and the strong race. The forerunners were this woodcutter and his and, wife and his tortilla making gold hoarding wife. <laughs> and they had four children, and it followed the the Mendelssohn at the genetic chart. You're the master storyteller. I'm you tell us, Joe Hayes. I'm not the master biologist. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Punnett well, squares. You just minored in that's biology. It, that's it. It's a Punnett square. They had four children that followed the Punnett square exactly. So I guess one was they very didn't clever. teach you basic biology. And and I was master, busy mastering master stories. Folklorey <laughs> school. Was, I was mastering stories. I did not pay attention in the other classes. <laughs> so yeah, they followed the Punnett square exactly. One was very clever and not strong. Two were half strong, half clever, and, <laughs> and just led ordinary lives. And one was. Very strong and very dumb. And that was their legacy for those four children. That was I don't think that was worth the time it took to tell that joke. <laughs> <laughs> very I, astute was joke. It, was but, but I'm not a joke florist. <laughs> I'm a folklorist. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Joe Hayes just happened, bitch. <laughs> Drop the mic. Don't drop the mic. Yeah. We've been over this. It's dangerous. Well, Joe Hayes, uh, I don't think that you are welcome here any longer. I, don't I would ask that you see yourself out now. I don't want to be here, amateurs. I'm a master. I'm going to get in my master mobile and go back to my master house. I will master mo- more folk tales. 
What's the next You're one? Starting called? this sound like a grand dragon, Joe Hayes. Like a what? Like a grand dragon. Like of the KKK. Yeah, going back to my master house. Ah, yes. I think you took that heavily out of context. Well, that's my job here, Joe Hayes. I'm editing, so it's whatever context I give it. I, my words, I entrust my words to Gordy's deft hands. <laughs> whether that is uh, whether that is wise or not. I can't stand to be around you people anymore. Joe Hayes out. Do we have any other talking points? <laughs> um, or is that sufficient? I hope Joe Hayes is contemporary and that he's cool with this. I don't care. Or, or mad. Come at us, if Joe we, Hayes. If we make Joe Hayes mad on Twitter, I'm gonna be too upset. Does this count as. <laughs> I hope this doesn't fall under, like, slander or libel. <laughs> Pretty sure we're covered under a parody. And that, in, like, a. No offense, but not a spot-on impersonation of this person. I, I am, pretty close. I am let's say pretty, pretty close. I'm deeply offended that you don't think that this was an exact. I could hear. I could hear I some differences between in in the timbre of your voice and and Joe Hayes, who we've never heard before. Yes. What if he doesn't even speak English, and all of this is for what, nothing? What if that was actually the perfect impression? <laughs> <laughs> That is a nightmare world that I don't want to live in. <laughs> I think if he showed up, if this if this somehow escalated into like an in person meeting, and Joe Hayes did... showed up and he sounded like Carmen's impression of Obama, <laughs> I think my brain would implode. I think I would just die on the spot. That's <laughs> some kind of an aneurysm. Uh. I'm not looking forward to hearing my voice making that, <laughs> that noise. Ooh, I am. You're gonna get because I don't like I don't like listening to my voice in its normal voice and me as apparently Obama as Joe Hayes. I don't I don't know that I'm going to enjoy that experience. I apologize, listeners, for everything today. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I apologize, Joe Hayes. You really are the master. I don't. Except your story sucked. You never apologize. Nope. Never will. Just blue, big, hairy chunks. Joe Hayes is but another summit for us to surpass <laughs> in our climb towards the heavens. Towards just, ultimate folklorism. Yeah. He's a stepping stone on the way to great greatness. I think I've decided just, my new goal in life is to be given an honorary doctorate in folklore. Through this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, hey guys. 8,000 episodes later. <laughs> you guys have talked a lot about fairy tales. Here's some paper. With the, <laughs> with the, Here's some meaningless paper. If Go nuts. <laughs> if that happened, does everything we have said retroactively become true? <laughs> We're now the authority on, on folk tales. This, get, this sheet of paper says... Get ready, world. What are we reading next week? <laughs> well, we got another request in. Uh, from Tyler's mom, actually. Woohoo! Yeah! She is awesome. She requested the little man with hair all over. And it's a Native American tribal story. Alright. That should be interesting. Sounds like a thing. I'm looking at the illustration right now that's pulled up on, on the computer. <laughs> and boy, yep. is it a drawing. It looks it's, like a little man with hair all over. It does. Among other things. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Thanks for making it through this one. We're sorry. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, go have more margaritas. I'm sure you need extra.
Yeah, you need to forget. <laughs> just drink to forget. Drink to forget. That's the official recommendation <laughs> of our show. But note the scoreboard. <laughs> we outmastered the master with robots. It's just like the score at the end of Mighty Ducks. Exactly. Pulled it ahead. As if foretold by Mighty Ducks itself. <laughs> that's that's the point of Mighty Ducks. We're telling our podcast. Yep. Telling our podcast. Yep. Telling our podcast. Yep. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.